Fox Sports Knoxville is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. Whether you've lost a loved one, feel stressed about shopping and cleaning, or just feel overwhelmed, therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Knoxville today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Knoxville. Hour number two, kicking off here in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Drink White Claw Hard Seltzer. Drink it responsibly. And then get on Twitter and start sending tweets off at about 11.30, challenging all the Will Levis haters. Let's hit some hour two headlines. What do you got for us, Cody? (laughs) All right. Thanks, John. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are going back to an old, familiar friend. Bill Cower? At quarterback. Oh, Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph. Bring back Duck Hodges. I want to see Duck Hodges get a chance. The Steelers will start Mason Rudolph at quarterback Saturday against the Bengals, but they're leaving the door ajar, they said, for Kenny Pickett in case he's able to return from a high ankle sprain. He got high and sprained his ankle. (laughs) The Steelers have lost two straight games with Mitch Trubisky starting in place of the injured Pickett because, of course, yeah, I mean, Mr. Bisky was terrible in that game on Saturday. As they blew a 13 nothing lead to the Colts and just got dominated. I believe they gave up 30 straight points in that game. That's not what you want to see as a Steelers fan. Yeah. Do you know that touching receipts is bad for you? Doing what? You can be poisoned by BPAs. Touching receipts in the yeah. storm? Yeah. Like yeah, I feel like when you – yeah, I, I hate doing that. I just wad it up. I don't like I don't like receipts. The texture on it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Good to know. I work in an industry that I constantly have to touch receipts. You touch receipts all day long, don't you? Just don't touch Well, you're your being poisoned by BPAs. I've already accepted I'll die before 40, so I'm good. Tweet of the day. Jesus Christ. What? You did it again. Go ahead. A week from Christmas. What? What did you say? No, go ahead. He said he has let it. He has already accepted he's going to die before 40, so. I said probably. I said probably. I wouldn't accept it. Yeah. I mean, I very well might die before 40, but I'm not going to accept it. It's, it's the week before Christmas. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah I, I don't Christ. know why you're <laughs> – Anyway, so the uh, tweet of the day. You want a tweet of the day? I'll, tweet I'll of the that. day. It's the Twin tweet Towers the with one of them on fire, pillowing black smoke, and a second plane headed for the second tower – and it has the Buffalo Bills logo over the plane headed into the tower, and the Twin Towers say Dax MVP on mm. them. So because you know Sean McDermott and nine eleven, yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's it's a good tweet. Well, happy birthday to legendary legendary uh, Rolling Stones guitar player Keith Richards. He turns eighty today, <clears throat> the official birthday. Did you watch uh, CBS last night? The Willie Nelson no, birthday special? No, I didn't. Oh, it was I, great. I, I saw that you know they released the whole show like in an album on Friday. 
you can listen to like I think it's like ninety songs or something. Like you can maybe not that many, but there was a lot. There were a lot of uh, songs from the the Willie Nelson tribute. I didn't say that they did the. I saw they were doing it, but I didn't realize yeah. it was Sunday. And I didn't, yeah, they I didn't they watch aired it. it last night on CBS. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, Gary Clark Jr. was on it. He was great. Um, Jamie Johnson, Chris Stapleton. They had very soulful renditions. Nora Jones. She was great. It started off with your boy Billy Strings, and then you get to Snoop Dogg. He came. How did, out there. How did Billy do? Uh, he was fine. He opened it up with Whiskey River. Yeah. Yeah. He played the guitar. They let him pick for a while? Oh, yeah, yeah. He played the guitar quite well. And then, yeah, um, you had uh, the Chicks. They did a song. Did you think he was Um, good at the guitar? Yeah, yeah, he's very good. Sheryl Crow was out there. They showed Childers? Or Sturgill? No, I didn't see them. Lucas, I saw Lucas Nelson. He did a song. He did Good Hearted Woman? Uh, I don't think he did Good Hearted Woman. Oh, okay. Um, He did, what did he do? Angel flying too close to the ground, I think. I know he did good. I know they got the good-hearted woman on the Spotify from the show. That's why I went on that. Oh, really? Did Jamie do George on My Mind or what yeah. did he do? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, he did, it was great. Yeah, he's a good singer. Yeah. Very soulful. And then, yeah, Did the Willie kids. perform at all? Did he do yeah, he California out. Sober with Billy? Did they do that? They got a song together. I don't think that part might – there might have been some Something stuff got that, cut out. Because, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. like a seven- or eight-hour day. Like, it was a yeah. full day. Like, I'm, they didn't show everything. I yeah, just didn't yeah, yeah, know yeah. if – they didn't show that one, okay. I don't think. But um, Snoop Dogg, they did Roll Me Up and Smoke Me When I Die, which was great. And then uh, – Him and George Strait? Did George Strait Him and George Strait did a couple of Poncho songs. Poncho and Lefty? Yeah. Yeah, they did Poncho and Lefty. They showed that one. And then Keith came out and they did We Had It All and I'm Gonna Live Forever, which is a great song for those two to do. And then everybody came out and they did – they sang him Happy Birthday. and It was cool. I, I liked it. But Okay. Anyway – yeah, I need to go watch it. It just aired last night. It was actually back in April when they did that, but I watched it on, as Dan Rather once said, CBS. I really thought you were going to say 60 Minutes. CBS. Are you familiar with Amar Bahati? Bahati? Amar Bahati? No. In 1973, he lifted his right hand in the air, and he's held it up ever since for the last 50 years. Wait, what? That's just something I saw. I don't even know if it's real, to be honest. Well, an ex-Senate staffer uh, may be in legal trouble after an alleged sex tape surfaced from him having uh, gay sex in the Senate hearing room. Did you see this story over the weekend? I did not. Well, a, a young man, um, a staffer for, for a senator, was videoed. They put a video out. He videoed himself having sex in the Senate hearing room. Nice. Like straight up, as you'd picture, two men doing it. Okay. It, it had him, I won't go into details, but it, it very. Now, is this an openly gay very, man posting this? Or? Yeah, okay. very, very graphic sex was going on. Anyway, they figured out it was in the Senate hearing room, and he may be in legal trouble now. And mm. Imagine all those senators going in there today. Oh, the floor's a bit sticky, isn't it, Mitch? Oh, goodness. You know, my feet are. Anyway, um, attorney and professor at George Washington Law. Said that, so he was a an aide, a 24-year-old legislative aide for Senator Ben Cardin, 
of Maryland. Surprised you didn't see this. It was all over the internet this weekend. I didn't really pay attention to the internet this weekend. Well, he was fired, the uh, the aide, for having sex in the Senate hearing room. Matthew Perry's autopsy reveals the Friends star had as much ketamine in his system as a surgical patient. They think that's what led to his death. I thought we had had a shift on ketamine. Didn't people say? I thought people started saying there were benefits to ketamine. Yeah, there are. Remember, I was saying I wanted to try it. I got a yeah. lot of feedback. 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 Yeah, a lot of people say it's good for you, but I guess maybe well, not as yeah. much as he had. And, well, yeah, I think it needs to be administered. Yeah. And, you know, a surgical patient, obviously, they're putting you under, basically. Right? Yeah. I, mean, I don't think you need to just be hanging out in the hot tub doing ketamine. Sure. Like, without any supervision. Yeah, fair, fair enough. But, but I don't know. Apparently, a woman plunged from the roof of a luxury New York, New York City building. She was drinking. Oh, and Tyler Barron's going to Ole Miss. There's another thing. Ole Miss is loading up. Ole Miss going all in on the transfer portal this year. Yeah. Kiffin's like, hey, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Just give all our NIL money to transfers. Let's go get as many as we can. They got Juice Wells from South Carolina as well. And loaded up on – might get Walter Nolan as well. Like, they're going to be a top 12, top 15 team preseason. The schedule sets up for them to go at least 10-2 and two mm. and, you know, maybe be a playoff team. Yeah, it'd be nice to – invest in the program you know well uh, spend, spend the money well kevin's doing nothing but transfer portal it does feel like tennessee is also doing like high school recruiting so it's hard to divvy up i mean you don't have unlimited funds you gotta you gotta kind of salary cap it out like hey are we going to pay some building blocks that hopefully are here aka like your nico's your matthews your james pierce or are you going to like just go out and try to get all the big time free agents and outbid people Ole Miss has just said they're doing the veteran way. And yeah, they'll do it again each year. Yeah, I mean you got to recruit your own roster too, and you got to, and you want continuity. I don't yeah. think you want just a bunch of random pieces. No, but if you get enough, I mean you could maybe get to ten and two. And if you're Kiffin, maybe that'd be a good enough for get to get a job if Florida comes open or something. I but feel like, like he could get a job now. Couldn't I don't know. He? Texas like, A&M didn't seem to even call him, did they? I mean they got down to Mark Stoops, so I don't I mean I don't think they would have gotten one in Mark Stoops over Lane Kiffin, right? I don't know. You think he'd go to Florida? I mean, Florida should be a pretty premier. Florida's job. a top five job, but when it comes down to it, right? Still a top five job, I think. Probably, I think if it's open and they're willing to pay, I still think they're a top five job. Probably now, maybe, maybe like if you actually start counting, it's like top seven or eight, but like they're the same. Yeah, I mean Texas, Alabama, I mean, Georgia, Florida, to USC. Me, Florida, to me, Florida's better than Texas. Better than the Texas. Now, maybe job? not. Maybe not now that it's in the SEC, but yeah, I mean like. The thing you hear about Texas all the time is just the meddling boosters. Like I mean, well, like, yeah, and like you That's gotta true. gotta go sing the sing the eyes of Texas. You gotta do all this other stuff. But all, just, just in terms of the talent around you, though, being the Texas well, yeah, State but School, Florida's got a lot of talent too. Yeah, it does. I'm just thinking. Does of the Florida top not have ones. more actual like top talent than Texas? It's probably close. Yeah, I mean, I know Texas got. A, I know I know high school football in Texas is big and blah blah blah. But like, I feel like when it comes to actual like. Blue chippers and like NFL players. I feel like Florida. Well, what are your top five jobs? Texas, USC, LSU, Alabama. I'll give you time to get your list together. We can talk transfer Georgia. portal. We can talk college football. Coming up after the break, because I think there's more to talk about there. Sigma, this is Talk Sports on Fan Run Radio. Tennessee basketball with a big win. Over NC State, we'll get to that in a little bit, but the transfer portal, college football. Did you come up with your top five jobs, Cody? 
Yeah, I got them right here in my head. Okay. You ready? Yep, number five. I want to order. You have them in your head. You have the list down. Who's number five? All right, number five. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to cut one. Um, number five. You can give me a six pack. Go ahead and give me a six pack. Number six. Oh, okay. All right, because I got the six. Give me a six. Head. That's fine. We'll do a little six pack. A six number, pack. Num, you got num, a six num, pack of number, white claw number, coming your way. Number six is. Ooh. Number six is is USC. Number six is USC. Number six is USC. All right, who's number three on your list? Come on now. You said you had it down in your head. Who's number three? Uh, Texas. All right, number five? Florida. Four? Georgia. So Texas is number three. Number two? Wait, I lost one. Oh, number two is Alabama. Number one? LSU. LSU, Alabama, Texas, Georgia, Florida, USC. So five five uh SEC schools. I think you're really neglecting Ohio State. I think Ah, damn top. it, I forgot Ohio State. All right, put Ohio State in at number Ohio oh, State's you, better than USC at this point. Put Ohio State in at number at number three and slide the rest back. Ohio State better or worse than Alabama as a job. I would slightly, say slightly worse. I would say better. I would say Ohio State less competition. Why well, and I just think, well, also you got to put Michigan in there somewhere. I guess after that, I think Michigan could be. I, th- I think it's fine to put Michigan maybe ahead of USC, but behind Florida. Put Ohio State at three and slide the others back. That's I put Ohio right. State at number two, maybe, if not number one, because a less competition, but b you could say the same about LSU. So I have no problem with them being number one. But with Ohio State, a no real major threat inside the state. I know Cincinnati is now a Power Five school, but it doesn't really count. But also, just look at the, the number yeah, of coaches. The, look at the number of coaches who have won at Ohio State recently. Yeah, like, but I don't think that state is talent rich like the others. No, like, but it's still. But they, a they recruit nationally, but B, yeah, I know. But but as far as controlling your state, like, I just I think just, they get anybody from Kentucky on upward that they want. Yeah, they're a huge brand. Well, I'm saying they're from huge. Kentucky, like from the, the whole Northeast. Like I know Ohio's not. As talent rich as Florida, but like you can get anybody from that, you well, know, from that area of the country. Well, they obviously they obviously slipped my mind. I'm I'm putting them in at three. So LSU, Alabama, Ohio State. I just think when you look at the last three coaches, Jim Trestle, Urban, and Ryan Day, all three have won big. You can't yeah. say the same about Alabama. You can say the same about LSU. Well, they haven't had to have turnover. I mean, they. Well, I know, but I mean, they, the coaches before Saban. I mean, they, they got they, the goat. The coaches before Saban weren't very good. Like in the have great, you heard of Bear Bryant? Yeah, I have, but also I've heard that Rich Rodriguez turned them down. Oh come on! I mean, he did yeah, but they've got they've got well, Alabama now Saban has helped bring their status back. Sure, like it's no doubt a top five job. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't have to put them at two if you don't want to. Well, I, again, I'm Maybe not I put. I, I'm not saying they're not a great job. I'm just saying I I would personally take Ohio State over Alabama. They're going to be able to get whoever they want when Saban's gone. I think. Although that's going to be a tough job having to fill the shoes. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's the thing is like that's that's kind of what's good about Ohio State is that they've never had to worry about like the 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 ghost and I think of an a lot of that because like Jim Trestle is like hey Jim Trestle's good but he's not like he's not going to run like Nick Saban and hey Urban Meyer just going to you know flame yeah. out and Ryan Day when they fire Ryan Day or replace him they'll actually be pretty excited and you'll be like hey look at this opportunity. 
Well, and Ohio State only plays one real game a year. That's going to change you know? in the new conference probably, but yes. Yes. Yeah, it will change. It will change. But that, So that would be the seven then. That would be seven. You put Michigan there? No, I put USC at seven. Oh, okay. And then I think you start talking Michigan, Oklahoma, you know, typical powers. Gotcha. And like – other fertile recruit, maybe maybe Auburn somewhere around there, like uh, you know the the rest of the. SEC. I still think Tennessee Tennessee's better than Auburn. Yeah, well, Tennessee time. comes to mind in that in that area, especially you know. now that you're not going to have to play Georgia and Alabama every year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess Auburn's been doing the same thing. Tennessee and Auburn, Florida State. I mean, you know, start talking about schools like that. Penn State. Going back to Lane Kevin's conversation, I I think Florida would call him. I think he. They listen. should. I think he'd listen, and I think if I'm Kiffin, like yeah, like I'm, I, I would have thought maybe I, I would have gotten the A and M offer. I don't know if him and Ross Bork just have like a terrible relationship. What the relationship is there because it didn't seem like he even got a call, but they're going all in on the portal. And if they get Walter Nolan, you know that's a gigantic win for him. But Tennessee lost Tyler Barron, but overall, would you call it a good weekend for Tennessee? Marcus, overall, it seems kind of like a net positive. Yeah, I mean, we got the top tight end out of the portal. Northern, or, of Notre Dame's tight end, Holden States, decides he is coming to Tennessee, which makes, you know, people are mad about the UConn guy, Jolly, not getting an offer, and then he ends up at NC State. So, like, the Grayson McCall, Jolly combination is going to be fun this in, guy's in name game is, two. Is Holden States? Holden States. Holden States. Or Hol- Holden, yeah, Holden States. Hmm. You also pick up Interesting a- name. He was a top-ranked tight end in the transfer portal and the 15th player overall. And then you also went and got a safety from NTSU, Jacob Thomas, who had committed to Oregon State out of the portal, but then was like, hey, I'm just kidding. I'm coming to Tennessee. I don't know if he's going to be able to take the step up and play. I will be excited to see somebody else back there at safety. So, like, we'll see how he is. I'm not going to, like, celebrate this one coming from MTSU. But, like, his highlight film, like, he's, he, it does look like he has some dog in him. I mean, he's a safety that was out there hitting people, which is cool. Who? His name's Jacob Thompson. Jacob Thompson. We got or, no, Jacob, Jacob Thomas. Sorry. Jacob, Jacob Thomas. Thomas. Jacob we Thomas. got him? Yeah, from MTSU. At safety? Yeah. Is he what's, – what's he like? He went to MTSU. I don't know. Like he, he's a defensive back, a safety. Yes, named Jacob Thomas. Yep. Are you asking if he's white? Yes, he's not white. Okay. Jacob is spelled with a K. I don't know if that would have helped, but he's, he's That's not. Jacob. White. No, it's got an E at the end. Jacob. Jacoby. Jacoby. Oh, it might be Jacoby. Or Jacoby. Jacoby. Is it Jacoby? Ja- I bet it's Jacoby. Probably. Probably. I bet people are like, this guy's a moron. Yeah. I haven't yeah. listened. I mean, I, I just it's read tweets. J a k o b e. You could spell Jacob. And you like said that. it's Jacob. You, you made me spell. think he's a white guy. And his name is Jacoby. You know what? Come on now. You know what? I'll take this. I'll take this. This is my fault. But I got to, to my defense. In my defense, where uh, where would I've heard his name from? Well, I don't know, but like I misread it. Okay, uh, all right. I will say I'm taking blame for that. I'm saying it's my fault. But Jacoby. I'm saying, and it's like he's been on TV. Well, no, but I haven't like, watched any of his games. I haven't watched MTSU football. Have you seen his like headshot? Are you asking if I knew he was black? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you should know. In my defense, in my defense, I don't think I've ever seen a name Jacoby. 
Except Myers, and he doesn't spell it that way. No, but like K-O-B-E, like, you know, like people. Well, I just, did I not just realize it? Did I not just yeah, say yeah, like. Yeah, you did. It's, oh, it's be, probably Jacoby. Yeah, it's going to be real it's funny if it actually Jacob. is Jacob, and then you're going to look like it's the not fool. Jacob. It's Jacob. There's no way it's Jacob. It's on me. They don't give you the pronunciation guide here on the radio show. I haven't seen, I haven't heard anything about him. I mean, like, I don't listen to MTSU podcasts. I don't listen to, like, Tennessee podcasts. So, like, I haven't heard anything. My bad. Jacoby. You, you know how much black people love Kobe. I'm assuming this guy's, like, 20 years old, 21 years old. Like, right. Obviously, I didn't love Kobe enough just to name him Kobe. No, but Jacoby, like, I don't know. I think if I, back in oh one oh two, they could have been Shaq fans. I don't know. Maybe they didn't like Kobe. Kobe was kind of hated. Like, it was Shaq and Kobe rivalry. Who knows? Like, maybe they picked Shaq. Well, anyway, white people love Kobe too. By the way, yeah. Just for the record, I know you said black people love Kobe. White people love Kobe too. I know people just love. Kobe. I know that Asian people love Kobe. White? Do white people? Are there a lot of white kids named Kobe? Do we name after Kobe? I'm gonna guess not. It doesn't really make sense because, like, Kobe was black. So you you can't really be a white kid running around being called Kobe, can you? I mean, I don't know. What if you name somebody Michael after Michael Jordan? Is that okay? Yeah, but Michael. But he's black. You said, yeah, you said well, Yeah, but Michael's a very common name. Well, yeah, like, but what if it's specifically I named him after Michael? Michael may be the most common name in I America. I named Jordan after Michael Jordan. Well, yeah, there's a lot of black and white Jordans. Right, so I'm saying – you yeah, said you Kobe's can't name somebody kinda, after Kobe because he's black. Well, certain names are going to be. Oh, like what else? What other names? Daquan. Would you name your kid Daquan? Like certain names are just more with one race or the other. Now, see, now you're making it's like an overarching thing. But it's not that you can't name your kid Kobe if he's white. It just wouldn't make as much sense is what I'm saying. Just because you like Kobe Bryant. Like, if I see a white kid named Kobe, I'm not going to assume he can play basketball. I think you could name a white kid Kobe. Would you name your white kid Kobe? I'm not a huge Kobe fan. But I'm not saying I don't understand what you're saying. Who's your favorite basketball I don't think we make many white LeBrons. Right. If that's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You wouldn't name your son Julio, you know, or, or Juan. You could. They're very common names. Juan, Juan is a very common name, but you probably wouldn't name your white kid that. Probably not going to name my white kid Muhammad either. Right, or Ming. You know, there's certain things that, like, just you know, certain cultures have. You know, Italians have, uh, you know, Vinny. You're not going to name your kid Vinny. We don't make a lot of black Chads. Chad Ochocinco. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Talking about now. Not a lot of 20-year-old Chads running around. No. Blake. There is Blake Griffin, though, and he's kind of... His mama was white, though. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus is kind of a... That kind of goes both ways. I've always heard Marcus is a black name, but I don't know if you I can... agree. Because my middle name's Marcus. Oh, yeah. But then I had a woman... Marcus, is your middle name John? But then I had a woman who... No. Her husband... Or her friend's husband was black and named Marcus, and they thought it was the funniest thing in the world that my middle name was Marcus, so they called me White Marcus. So I don't know. Maybe it is a... I know uh, maybe it is a, a, a not a white name. I don't know. I know a guy named uh, Black Marcus. I know 
I mean, his, I don't think you can call him Black Marcus. Like, you can call me White Marcus, but <laughs> no, I, don't, no, no. I don't think you can say. I, no, I know. A, I don't think you can say that's Black. I'm Marcus. saying I know a black guy named Marcus. Yeah, yeah. You but can't call like, him Black Marcus. No, I, I'm not saying yeah. he's Black. Marcus. I'm White Marcus. That's okay. There's a uh, Marcus King. He's white. Uh huh. Marcus is white. Very white. Both Marcus, of them. Very I think white. Marcus. What are the most biracial names? Oh, I don't know. You got anybody else that uh, you said Tennessee got a JUCO defensive tackle, Marcus? Yeah, the uh, the Vols picked up uh, Jamal Wallace to play defensive line, right? Yeah. Now he, Jamal is he white or is he is he black? Do we know? He's black. Six foot two, three hundred and two pounds. Uh, in ten games with Sierra CC in California, he racked up thirty nine tackles. From where? Sierra CC, I guess Community College. I'm just, I'm hmm. just reading it quickly. Uh, 39 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, and two forced fumbles in 10 games. Um, had offers from Utah State and Houston. near the Sierra Nevada mountain range. It probably is. Long story short, if Garner wants a guy from JUCO, I trust that he's got the right motor and that he'll end up being a solid player here. The defensive line is not the, 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 the defensive line is the position I worry the least about. I'll tell you what's wild. Wallace played wide receiver and defensive back in high school before finding a stride on the defensive line. Probably also Utah gained College. some weight, if I was guessing. Yes. I would say he probably gained some weight, and that helped him find his so stride. So you have to imagine he's got pretty good hands when it comes to like getting off the block and trying to get to the quarterback or the running back. Also uh, here, Cooper Mays said he is officially coming back for his COVID season. So Tennessee's offensive line – Keeping a lot of their continuity. Now, hopefully, you could go out and have some depth next year. What do you make of all these people that said the offensive line couldn't block, and that's why you couldn't put Nico behind them? But now they're excited that the offensive line's coming back. Yeah, I mean, that was a point I made in October of now. people, you know. Saying that, and I was just like, well, if you feel that way, like, what do you think the offensive line is going to look like next year? Either it's going to be all new and inexperienced, or it's going to be the same guys. So you're not going to play Nico again that year? But whatever. I mean, people are excited about the offensive line coming back. I'm excited about the pieces coming back. The depth, you know, the depth wasn't great last year. Hopefully, you, you, you get a couple extra guys, or, you know, some of your younger guys are developed and ready to go. But this offensive line needs Cooper Mays, so and it needs John Campbell, so I'm glad they're coming back. What do we want from our offensive line? Blocking. Both in the run game and pass game? Preferably. Yeah. Which what I about think they, Mincy? Is he gone? No, he's back. Which I thought that you know the offensive line did give you some blocking last year. I thought the offensive line was good enough last year. So Mincy, Cooper, and Campbell are all coming back. And who else? I believe Spragans as well. Spragans. So we're going to have the pretty much the whole offensive line back. Who are we losing? Ollie Lane, left guard. Ah, uh, not Ollie Lane. Bad segment from me, by the way. It's Holden stays with no T. I could call him States. Oh, Holden. I can't stays. read. Yeah. I hope Holden stays. Until his senior year. So between that, and Jake, defenders- between that and Jacob, not a not a great not a great uh, name segment for your boy. It's yeah. almost Christmas. Usually it's not. 
Yeah. You true. think the defenders will be saying, hey, he's holding, he's holding. And I'm like, yeah, I am. Yes, yes, that's my name. And I'm going to stay. You'd rather have him than holding leaves. Wet okay. Blanket Sawyer says, on three has him as seventh portal tight end. And Notre Dame circles say that Stays would have been third on depth chart this upcoming season. Pair that with the fact Hypel's system rarely showcases the tight end in a pass-catching role, and I don't know how to I be excited that's about true. him. I don't think that's true at all. I think Castles and Warren caught quite a few balls, didn't they? I heard their names a lot. Is I mean, it I, true that Heupel does not highlight tight ends in the pass game? I mean, I, I, it's true. I feel like they could have caught more passes this year, but I don't think that's what the same thing that you're asking. Like, I they, thought McCallan Castle caught a lot of balls. I would have liked to see him get the ball more. Yeah. So Maybe I mean, that's like, what I, Sawyer's saying. Well, I mean, no, I, no, like I said, I don't think those are the same thing. Um, I don't think our tight ends are not highlighted. Is that what he said? I also think, like, this year, our quarterback couldn't throw the ball across the middle of the field. Yeah. That's, that's usually where the tight end hangs out. So, like, fourth point now. So, like, next year, if Nico could throw the ball in the middle of the field, that changes things when it comes to your, you know, your quarterback position. And it changes things for your tight end position, your entire offense. Well, also, I mean, nobody knew McCallan Castles when he came in. So Correct. He, he was a portal guy. Correct. Right, last year. So, I'll, I'll trust him. They're one for one so far on portal tight ends. Bah. I trust the coaches. Bah. That sounds like a sick sheep. Yeah, because you are sick. Yeah, sick in the head. Okay, Marcus, send us a break. It's Talk Sports on Fan Run Radio. I'm in that 745. Hope I can't come scoop you up around 745. You want more college football or you want to switch to Tennessee basketball, Cody Mack? What else you got? Well, there's some interesting stuff going on at USC. All right. And it looks like Lincoln Riley may be, people think he might be headed towards the NFL. Yeah. Or we I could talk college, or we could talk about Tennessee beating uh, NC State and kind of where we go from here. Tell me about the Lincoln Riley thing. Well, people think uh, Lincoln Riley might be headed to the NFL just because he lost his five-star Freshman quarterback, there was a big-time defensive back who entered the transfer portal today, and people are kind of just putting it together and say, what the hell is happening there? And that the only thing that makes sense is that that Lincoln's gone. Because, yeah, they have a uh, starting cornerback, five-star recruit, Domani Jackson, who was ranked as one of the top five players in the 2022 class. He announced that he is entering the portal, or the expectation, I guess, it was reported is that he's entering the portal. They need a defense. Well, yeah. And now they may need a new coach. Well, the bad thing is they need a defense, but they are, you know, maybe maybe losing, like, one of their starters. They couldn't really afford to lose somebody like that. I thought when Lincoln Riley made that jump, that I mean, that that was historic, wasn't it? When Lincoln Riley made what jump? To USC. Oh, yeah. That it, like, it has not gone as well as anybody had hoped. It's funny it how... It was supposed to be their home run. It's funny yeah. how much we overreact to stuff like this. And I don't mean you and me. I just mean everybody. But, yeah, like, Lincoln Riley was going to go to USC, and USC was going to dominate, and everything was going to be different, and college football was never going to be the same. Yeah, it was supposed to be their home run. It was like when Texas hired... Uh, Tom Herman. Yeah, Tom Herman. I guess Texas has had a number of When these. Texas hired Shaka Smart. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's certain guys that get hired that you think are going to be like. When Texas A&M hired Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, that one comes to mind. But yeah, no, it hasn't worked that Have way. Have any of those worked out? No, the only one that ever worked out is that uh, you know Nick Saban won a bunch of titles. Yeah, that 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 move worked out well for Alabama. Jim Harbaugh, I guess you could say, has worked out now, but for a while he hadn't worked out either, right? LSU hiring Brian Kelly remains yeah, to be seen. I, I would say they're pretty happy with the way they were last year, and of course that they won a Heisman Trophy this year. But yeah, they have he hasn't won a championship, of course, or really come close to winning a championship. But yeah, and I don't know if he is close. I mean, well, I guess they got to the SEC championship last year, so I guess that's sort of kind of close. Yeah, if you lose to Ole Miss, it's not real close, but... Sure. If they had beaten Georgia last year, though, maybe they could have won a title. Who knows? Yeah, they would have. They would have won a conference title. Yeah. Maybe they could have done something, gotten in the playoff and done something. I don't know. But yeah, the Lincoln Rally, the tea leaves say that either he's in trouble and that the team doesn't like him or that like they know he's leaving, so they're all kind of looking around. The team doesn't like him. Well, I mean, if you... Are transferring out, that's kind of what you mean, right? Well, some guys on the team. But, I mean, does that that doesn't mean there's a locker room culture problem necessarily. You think you think a lot of guys don't like him? Is that the rumor? No, no, no. I'm just saying if you have your five-star quarterback who's in line to start and you're you know, a top-five recruit that's a big-time cornerback or at least a starting cornerback if they're transferring within a day of each other, that would make me think that something's rotten there. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I believe a quarterback that or not. leaving Lincoln Riley. I mean, that, that's that's not typically what happens. Yeah, but you know how these kids are. I mean, I don't know if. if yeah, I, maybe the money's dried up. I guess maybe like USC doesn't have any NIL money. I guess that's possible. I mean, maybe they just got great offers somewhere else with NIL. Sure. I don't know, or maybe they just don't trust that he'll be there long term. I just can't think that like USC would get out bid for their. Do you think Lincoln Riley would have told them he's leaving? Probably not. No, I don't think he's like, talking. Like, hey, don't commit here because I'm, I ain't gonna be here. Like, yeah, probably Magic not. Johnson once said, probably not. But it just like I said, it just I think at the very least you have to say that it, it, it signifies that something's rotten there. No, I don't know. Okay. Could he go to the NFL? I mean, I think he's an NFL coach. He Is that hasn't. What been, you'd do if you were him? Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been able to figure out defense. And like now that the, you know, the Chargers job's open, I wouldn't even have to move. I can go coach Justin. Has, Her- I can go coach Justin Herbert, and you know, not have to worry about recruiting. Yeah, not has, have to worry about the transfer portal. Well, I was going to ask: Has there ever been a bigger gap in how good a pro job is versus how good a college job is? Well, on one hand, like I would say, probably. Back in like the 90s or 2000s, you could say that it was much better to be an NFL coach than a college coach back when like, you know, college coaches were making like $700,000. NFL then, coaches were making a lot more money. I don't know how much then. money they were making, but I'm just saying I would imagine it was at the very least the same amount of money. But like now you could say at least most college coaches, the good ones are making $10 million. And I don't think many NFL coaches are making that. Like the reports were that like Brandon Staley with the Chargers because their owner is cheap was getting paid like $4 million to coach them. Top end college money is bigger than yeah. NFL average yeah. head coach. Right. So, so like Bill Belichick reportedly makes like twenty million dollars and like some of the top ones do, but like I would say you got a lot of NFL guys making like five or six million dollars. Bill Belichick makes how much? The report is that he makes like close to twenty million dollars. Oh my god. Yeah. 
Well, the guy's won but, six Super Bowls. Right. Or se- six. Yeah, Tom won seven. Yeah, and also does like some of the GMing and all that. But Yeah. Well, I mean, I just – there's certain – I mean, if money is a factor, then then there's probably certain higher-end higher college jobs you'd, you'd rather have. But right. The average college coach just having to deal with the headaches. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, like, it, it, the money now – almost justifies how much work they actually have to do. Like, like For a while you could say that the college coaches were overpaid, but now like the fact they have to work year-round keeping everybody happy and navigate all this NIL stuff, maybe they're getting properly compensated. It's got to be a big headache. Oh, for sure. Like If you could be the Tennessee coach and make – what type will make? $9 million? Yeah. If you could make $9 million at Tennessee or you could make $6 million to coach the Raiders – yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm taking the Raiders' job. Yeah, it's, it's worth three million to not have to put up with the headache. I mean, at that level of money, I, I, I guess. You know, how much more is nine million than six million? Enough to not want to have to recruit year round. Yeah, or not enough where I would rather you know not six million is good enough to make me happy is what I mean is like what I'm trying to say. I just wonder like what more could you buy with nine million? I guess three million dollars worth of things, but but the idea of being a college coach in a college town. And kind of being the man in that town might appeal to some people. And you are like kind of in your like you do have ultimate control if you're a college coach typically. Whereas if you're in the NFL and you are a coach, like you you gotta have a GM, right? You gotta have a good GM. I guess you ask yourself, it depends on what you want out of life. Or what you want out of your job. Do you want to coach at the highest level? In the best league? Yeah, like like you said though, if you're in a college town, like you're the king of Athens, Georgia. Yeah, or, or, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're the guy. Like you're you're more powerful than almost anybody in that town, if not the yeah. most powerful person. Yeah, in the town. so you get the like you get the perks. You get to golf at the local country club, and get- and essentially you're the owner of the team. You're the coach and the owner. Whereas if you're in the NFL, you're just the coach. You're not really the owner. You're the owner of your program whenever you're in in a college town. Yeah. Now, you don't get paid like an owner, of course, but like you, you get paid pretty handsomely. There's different pros and cons of, of of both. Yeah, like Nick Saban is the most powerful coach in any sport, I would imagine. Yeah, and he obviously could have gone back to the NFL Correct. at any time if he wanted to. Well, he was scared. He knew that his whole little you know stick wouldn't work with grown men, so he was like, hey, I can't bully these guys, so I'm going back to college and all that. But, like, yes, he could have gone. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. What do you mean you don't know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's why he. Uh, what do you mean? You I, don't I don't know if Nick Saban looks himself in the mirror and says, "I'm scared," and my little shtick doesn't. Oh, happen. I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't say that, but like he was clearly bothered by the Dolphins not listening to him. He's talked about that. He's talked about the difference of like mentalities and how you, you don't think he could have had success in the NFL. I, uh, um, well, yeah, I mean, he could have, of course, if he had a quarterback and all that. But I do think it goes back to what I'm saying about you're beholden to like your roster. You can't go out and get your own quarterback. You can't go out and recruit those guys. You have to hope your GM drafts the right guy or can sign the right guy and all that. But also, like Nick Saban's talked about, the difference of not being able to talk to defensive players and, and kind of put them in their place whenever you're they're making five times more money than you are. What if they gave Nick the power that Bill Belichick has making GM decisions and things like that? You think he would have been successful? I don't know. Yes. I don't. I mean, I don't know what his success rate is of recruiting guys in college. Like – in terms of in the margins. Now, like in college, you could take 30 top-ranked recruits and you just need like 15 of them to work out. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, you get seven draft picks and you need at least four of them to work out. Yeah. Like, I don't it, know. It's a different game. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what his success rate would have been like in terms of 
been able to like draft guys and put them together. I, I don't know. I can't I say. I don't either. Obviously, I know Nick Saban's a brilliant mind and a great coach. So, like, I do think, like, he probably would have been able to figure it out. I don't think the NFL is that complicated. If if Dan Campbell can can coach high in the NFL, like, I got to imagine. Yeah, I'd imagine Nick Saban could have figured it out. I would think so, because when you think of a coach, like, if, if you just put Dan Campbell beside Nick Saban, and you ask who's the brighter guy. I mean, most people are going to say Nick Saban. Maybe we're picking on Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell did play in the NFL. Well, think of another meathead that's been successful. Mike Vrabel, moron. Oh, yeah, give me Saban. (laughs) Mike Vrabel, is he going to get canned? I don't know. kind of hope so. I think the Titans could use – even if he's not the biggest problem, sometimes you can just use a a, a recharge. Well, I go back to what I said for most of the year. like, I don't – I'm tired of playing the type of offense he plays. Yeah. Like, I don't want him involved in the development of Will Levis. I would rather have a good offensive mind there trying to develop that guy. Well, Brandon Staley's on the market. He's a defensive guy, which is funny because he lost because his team gave up 63 points. Yeah. The defense looked around and said, ah, we're good on this. That's, that's not a good sign when you're – Yeah, uh, we're we're not going to play hard for you. They're like, okay, well, I guess we got to fire him. It's kind of like how our coach this year is an offensive coach, the Tennessee football college, you know, uh-huh. we couldn't score. It's not, not a good sign. Not typically a good sign, right? Not not a sign that things are healthy and going in the right direction. No. Hoping that improves with the quarterback play this this coming season. Well, and that also goes back to what I'm saying. I'm choosing to blame the quarterback because if not, we got to talk about our coach being a fraud. So I was like, I'd rather just call our quarterback not very good and, and hope that our coach isn't a fraud. Would you rather make $9 million as the Tennessee head coach or $5 million as the Bears coach? I would rather make nine million as a tight as the Vols head coach. Okay, so you choose Raiders for six million, but Bears for five million won't do. The it. Bears just haven't done anything to make me think they're ever going to be good. At least with at least plus like, it's so cold and the fan base and like I don't, I don't well, know. You got like, a good passionate fan base. Well, that's a problem. Oh, that's a problem. They're going to call me an idiot all the time, and they're already like you got you got thirty years of not having a quarterback, so they're going to basically. Already hate you before you're there, but the reward, it's like we talked about with Tennessee. If you come here and you get the Bears on track, then like you're a legend. And like, you know, you you, you can be the next Ditka and you can be the next, you know, beloved guy. Yeah, but the wind off the lake. Yeah. Vegas, the extra million dollars, at least I get to live in Las Vegas and like Yeah. I don't know. I would kinda like to hang you'd, out with Mark Davis. You'd da- need that extra million dollars. I'd kinda like to hang out with Mark Davis. He <laughs> seems like a loyal guy. He what about like he, you, Marcus? He seems like he'd have my back. Would you rather be the Jets coach for $6 million or the Vols coach for $9 million? I thought you were going to put me in the Chicago one because I was going to say uh, that I get called an idiot by fans and my peers constantly. I think I could survive it. You think you could handle it? I don't know, man. The first time you got drunk and started tweeting at your ops, I think I they would. Uh... I don't get drunk and tweet. I take my phone away. Is from there me is there a coach who drunk tweets like a coach who drunk tweets? Yeah, because I feel like we need that. That'd be good content. I don't think we have any coaches who drunk tweet. Lane Kiffin would probably come close to drunk tweeting. Do you think Lane Kiffin actually controls his Twitter? Yeah, you think so? Yeah. If not, I think he's got a tremendous team because I believe it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I I, I wonder like because if I was a college, I would not let my coaches tweet. But if I had someone like Lane Kiffin, I'd be like, look, you can tell me what you want me to tweet, and I'll tweet it, but like, you don't get to tweet it yourself. 
it's kind of a liability, isn't it? Well, that's I what mean, I'm saying. I mean, like, it's, it's a big risk. Like well, your, yeah. your coach takes one ambient, and then you know one night he starts tweeting. I mean, you, you, I mean, Mike Leach got himself in trouble yeah. doing tweets. So like, if I was running the school, I'd be like, look, coach, yeah, personality is good. It'll be great. We'll help you, you know, recruit by showing off your personality. All oh, that's good, but you have to tell me what you want me to tweet, and I'll craft it, and we'll make it good. We'll make sure there's no typos, and like we'll we'll send it out. Yeah. That would be my method. Yeah. Especially with some of these coaches that may have questionable, you know. Like Gun- Mike Gundy, Gundy. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't get to tweet. Put a couple of, you know, Gundy puts a couple of bourbons down 1130 at night. I mean, I don't know if I want him tweeting. Correct. Yeah. Factually correct. Don't know what he might say. Might be sending off some Roseanne type of stuff. Or some Kanye tweets. Did you listen to any of the snippets from Kanye's album from the weekend? Somebody put out the whole album on Twitter. I have at no. least thirty minutes of it. How did that happen? How did it leak? because uh, he did like a live show. I don't know if somebody went there and just recorded it off their phone or what. But do you still get excited about new Kanye music? I did find myself getting excited about this one, to be honest. I haven't heard it. The uh, this I, I don't know if I'm just that basic, but the the first song sampling the Backstreet Boys. The everybody like that sample got did me it for you. Yeah, but then like and I was like, okay, so at least like top level Kanye like producer is here. But then the lyrics started, and I'm just like, oh yeah, this guy can't rap anymore. Yeah, this guy just has like he ruined such a good beat, and then like he starts rapping, I'm like, oh, these lyrics like one of the lines was like, yeah, you're a king, Burger King. I was like, oh god. Okay. Okay, Kanye. That's not yeah, great. Yeah, you're a king. Burger King. Yeah. It's not great at all. No, no, no. How does that happen? I don't He's know. He's just if out of touch now. Maybe I mean, he just, just doesn't. Like, maybe I think back in the day, he had a lot of help, like, with people writing lyrics, like, helping him write lyrics. And maybe he just does them all himself now, or you know, maybe he's out of things to say, or maybe he's just crazy. I don't know. I saw that he, I saw something he said about Nicki Minaj over the weekend. Oh, what did he say about Nicki? Said that he he made her rewrite her whole verse on Monster. He made her rewrite it. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, and like, and now then it became but he was, good. He was taking credit for it becoming. He good. was taking credit for yeah. He was basically taking credit for being a mentor for her or like a teacher. Did she say anything back? I don't know. I hadn't seen if she said anything, but he just... What I'm getting ready to say is really cringy. Okay. And I acknowledge that. Right. Did you uh, did you see any snippets of uh, Northwest, his daughter's song that she did? No, somebody told me about it. I heard that she put something out. It was pretty catchy. I mean, for like a 8 to 10-year-old girl, whatever it is, but like it was kind of catchy. Well, she's pretty, I mean, she's got she's gonna like, be very ta- like She's going to be very talented in something, and well, obviously they, she's got a pretty big head start with her parents. But Well, they, the, yeah, well, they, they always show the clips of her roasting Kim, you know. Yeah, so no, she's, 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 she's pretty. She's got a, a wit about her. Yeah. Or something. That's what know? I'm saying. Like, she's going to be uh, pretty smart and successful at something. Again, yeah. acknowledging she had a head start. Well, she's got success in her. In her, in her bloodline, I mean. And, and since we're here talking Kanye pop culture, did you see Taylor Swift get booed at the Patriots game? Oh, no. But they I'm, showed her up I'm, on the Jumbotron, and she got booed. Good. She needs a, she needs to be knocked down a couple of pegs, doesn't she? She looked a little surprised that she was getting booed. Well, I'm Whereas Brittany Mahomes was laughing, like, yeah, welcome to the club. And, like, you know, people are like, oh, it's just because she's a, you know, an opposing fan getting shown on the home team's Jumbotron. So, like, yeah. in a way, like, it makes sense. It would be rude if they didn't boo her, but she didn't look like she liked it. She didn't look like she liked it. She's probably never been booed. 
Yeah, I not, mean, not not in a while. Yeah, I mean, not in a while. That's probably. I think that's good for her though. She's obviously her her star is shining very bright right now. You know, she probably needs a little adversity. Keep her humble. Let's get humble a little bit. Yeah. What interests you more, Marcus? Taylor Swift getting booed, Kanye West's new album, or Northwest debut single, Miss Westy? None of the above. I didn't say that was an option. I said it was A, B, or C. There was no D, none of the above. It was A, B, or C. So that means you have to pick one. What are they again? Taylor Swift getting booed at the Patriots game. Kanye's new album or Northwest debut single, Miss Westie. Or Bestie. I don't know what it's actually called. I don't care about Kanye West anymore. Um, was it the was it the, the anti-Semitic comments? That and that clearly he just needs to be in a hospital. Mm. Um, wow. What do you think about Kanye saying that he made Nikki rewrite one of her verses on Monster? Well, that is a great verse by her on Monster. So if I was him, I would take credit for that because everyone says that I she, don't give a f. Every everyone says that she washed her, him and Jay Z on there. So if I was him, I'd be like, hey, that's because I helped her and this I told great, her to redo it. This is a great verse. It was. But what do you think, Marcus, about Nicki Minaj's verse? All up in the tanka color of Willy Wonka. Yeah. Good job, Marcus. Dynamite drop in. Great stuff. Well, I got some good news for you. To end the to end the hour with something that'll make Marcus happy, Will Levis officially a high ankle sprain, the same injury that knocked Tannehill out of the season. So I'm imagining Will Levis won't play the rest of the year. So there you go, Marcus. Maybe now you'll want to contribute and talk on the show. Maybe now you'll be happy. Still no. Okay, never mind. There's hour two in the I books. Say. Hour two. I can say. Hour two in the books. We'll kick off hour three with headlines. Let's talk sports on Fan Run Radio.